Public Radio's LossesTAVShow.com's game. You're listening to The Starting Block. Hey, welcome to The Starting Block for another week. It's going by myself, Bruno, and I'm joined by a man who I'm wondering whether he can actually hear me or not. I'm concerned about the audio settings. My fellow Captain Damon, how are we, sir? Very good, Greeno. I can hear you. Well done. Nice Gary. Let's give you a nice Gary. Nice Gary. Yeah, no, I can hear you loud and clear, mate. Doing well. Doing all right. Yeah, we've, uh, we're back for season two of the block for 2024. Uh, we well, took you did, our first break yeah. last week for Australia yeah. Day. What did you do for Australia Day, incidentally? Uh, Australia Day, what did I do? Uh, I didn't do too much. I kind of sat around. Uh, we yeah. did the lamb, as we discussed, at the back end of last week's show. Uh, did a little lamb and gravy roll, and that was enough. Yeah. And, yeah, not too much. Just do what I do every other day, really. Sat around the house. Did you? So, uh, can I ask you something? Did your work give... Any communication about Australia Day at all? or? Uh, well, they told us we had the day off, so that's all I cared about. That's all you got? Or did they tell you anything else? Was there any other kind of communication surrounding oh, Australia yeah. Day? Or? No, not at all. It was like, yeah, they come uh, in Friday yeah. and um, we'll see you on Let me tell you, i got a quick little story for you. I like yeah. stories about pinatas. An interesting piece of communication uh, from my work about Australia Day. Communicate, were they disappointed we didn't do Uni Day this year? Was that the communication? Uh, yeah, you would think so. Uh, that yeah. there was no unity. That's right. We didn't do Unity Day. Why didn't we do Unity Day this year? A lot of effort to come up with all those pop references. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. This is the first time. Well, I'm sure Unity Day went off without a hitch, Greeno. I didn't hear anything about it, so it was well, probably no. swimmingly. Uh, the organising committee. Yeah. Uh, We've yeah, delegated we, it, yeah. We feel, we feel <laughs> so that there's enough disunity already. Yeah. We don't want to add another cab to the rank. Uh, maybe we just put it on hiatus for this year. We'll be back in 2025. 2025, Unity Day is going to be banging, man. It'll be banging. We had two years to plan it. Yeah. 2024, we had to give it a hiatus because we felt there was too much disunity yeah. that it was going to ruin the joy that is Unity Day. Well, we also had people trying to steal Unity Day, didn't we? So there's actually an ongoing yeah. legal case that's happening. Legal battle, you know, our lawyers suggested maybe we just put it put it on the back burner yeah. for one year whilst the uh, legal proceedings get underway. That's right. Uh, yeah. So a yeah, few, few things in the back burner. Yeah, my work actually um, put out a little communique that was about more or less the message was don't celebrate Australia Day too hard because some people find it offensive. Like, I'm not kidding. Uh, to the point where they were like, you know, maybe it was literally written in the in this communique, hey, maybe you should consider on Australia Day reaching out to some Indigenous communities and trying to help them. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. it was fucking full on, man. <laughs> Let's just take that on face value, right? Yeah. I can't remember, like, we're, we're in our like, middle ages, right? Yeah. I can't remember a time ever in a work environment yeah. where someone's been so pumped up to celebrate Australia Day yeah. that they send out messages and emails to work colleagues, like, yeah. fuck it, Australia Day, woo! It never happens because everyone's like, yeah, it's, it's a public holiday. No one really goes hard on the work communique yeah. about you know, it's it's not like it's not a page. It's not really a patriotic thing. Australians just pumped to have a day off. Yeah, this like, this came from the top. This this came from the yeah, top. But, but I don't I don't feel like it was an issue to begin with because I've never had anyone in any team I've ever worked with yeah. in the twenty five years I've been working mm. ever be like, "Hey man, I fucking pumped up for you for strike." Oh, it, was, it was filled with mealy mouth kind of word salad, and it's like you know. We need to it. we need to we need to share our our narratives and it's like oh god, but the, 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 the thing the thing the thing that I liked the most about it, Greeno, mm. I looked at I only saw this on Monday morning. You know why? Because it was sent out at ten o'clock at night on Thursday. 
Who's that? No. So everyone's already gone. Hey, you got to tick the and, box. And make uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't want to do it at 9am on Thursday when people no. might read it and go, uh, excuse me, <laughs> that when you might get a reaction. <laughs> you do it, it afterwards. You Everyone's do it already after. That's and right. fuck that. That's Just right. give a fucking Mark Garrity off the management. <laughs> <laughs> they did it when everyone had already gone home for the long weekend. That's when they went, went out of their way to say, hey, by the way, could I'm be Invasion Day, you know. I'm going to stick up the upper management here because what happened is they got a little message from HR yeah. and said, look, you, you, need need to put, you need to put something right? out. Yeah. yeah, We've had a chat around the HR office. <laughs> We feel that this is an appropriate communication that you need to send the company. And the big boss have all sat there and gone, What do we do? What do we do? (laughs) This is contentious. People will be upset. These these big bosses would have fucking, would have slaughtered 800 Indigenous people for a buck 50. (laughs) So they're going, how do we deal with this situation? Let's send it out at 10 p.m. When we know everyone's logged off, we've ticked our HR box. We sent it out before Australia Day. Two hours before. (laughs) We celebrate Australia Day too hard. Between 10 and midnight. Yeah. That's all we're saying. Put it on there. At which point, point, again, you have to ask, because I'm someone who struggles to walk past things that have no purpose, you know, without pointing out to everybody, hey, why are we doing this? This is pointless. You know, this is a waste of time. What's the what's the point then? If 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 everybody sees it after the holiday, the box. then there's no yeah, but fuck ticking your box. Do you okay? No, no, it's all about ticking the box, right? So you then would have tick been, it uh, proudly, other or don't tick it at all. No, you just got to tick. You no. Know, no, you would have been given a it whole bunch. Drives me nuts. This stuff. No, it, really it does. does. It's it's and it's not even the Australia Day debate. It's the way that you did it. That's what drives me nuts. No, that's the beauty of it. Because if they did it you know, on the Monday, the week before, everyone would be fucking angry. They've done it the right way. They the right way fucking, by hiding it in the middle of the night. They know it's fucking stupid. They know, they feel like they're told they have to do it, and they're like, oh well, let's tick that box then. Yeah. But we're gonna do it, and we're gonna and show. That's exactly the point. If if we all acknowledge that it wasn't worth doing. In the in the working hours when everyone will see it, then why exactly. fucking do it at all? Why do any message at all? My question, right? You would have been asked to do a whole bunch of HR online learnings mm. in your job. Mm. Correct in saying that? Mm. Yeah, of course. Now, I, have, I have 27 of these fuckers to do every year. Yep. All right? I've done them. I've been in my company for 15 years this year. Right. And I have done the exact same modules for 15 years straight. But apparently it's a requirement that I'm aware of these things and have to do the same modules year after year after year. Now, do I pay attention to the modules? No. Do I tick all the boxes and fast forward through all these fuckers to the end point where it looks like I've watched the hour of video and just went straight to the end of the YouTube clip to tick the box? Yes, because I know it's fucking stupid and I tick the box and I move on. Now, do I should I be doing it? No, I agree with you there. But if I tick the box and it's it's been as most inconvenient, uh, sorry, as least inconvenient as possible, yes, yeah. and that's what you do in business. Well, see, and see, that's why that's how that's why you and I are different in some ways. Because if I was the this big manager, <laughs> if I genuinely felt like this is not a message that I want to put my name to, I would have to. I would be forced to. I, I have to sleep. I have to be able to sleep at night. You know what I mean? I would. I would have to turn around and say, look. There's no need for a communication. 
uh, about Australia Day. People know what it is and what it isn't, and it's not for us to provide moral guidance on the issue. Uh, we're, we're dealing with adults who have their own opinions. They will make their own determinations, and all this is going to do is inflame a debate which we'd rather not have at work. So I'm not putting out a message and if someone from, you know, another fucking big swinging dick from corporate came down on me and said, oh, you have to put out a message to diversity and stuff, I'd say put it out yourself. Yeah. Or sack and me. Look, sack do me. I, do I agree with what you just said? <laughs> you know. I I agree. Yeah. But I'm, that's why I'm not in upper management. That's right. <laughs> Same here. Because I have these arguments with people. I'm not fucking sending that. Yeah. I'm not putting uh, my name on that. I don't care. Put my name on that. What, are, gonna, had, what are you going to do? I'm not doing I've that. I've had that conversation. Yeah. Many a time going, I'm not sending that. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. You're going to fire me? Fire me for that? I got an unfair dismissal case. Excellent. Well done. Thanks for coming. Yeah. And now whatever fires. You've got, got a clearly, you've got a clearly contentious issue. Stop trying to please everybody. Why don't you try not to please anyone? How about that? Let's do that instead. Yeah. If, you, if, your, if your office was maybe 80% Indigenous, yeah. <laughs> suddenly be like, hey, we need to fucking make sure we're on top of this. Yeah. Uh, is there a statistic of, of uh, the amount of Indigenous staff members you have? I, I reckon there'd be 10 times as many Asians working there. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Point. So it's kind of like creating an issue out of nothing. Well, it's not really an issue. It's not really gives a fuck. But... Oh, it's a corporate. The, these, you know, the upper, upper corporate types think that it's their responsibility to be an icon in the fucking community. So that's all garbage. It's all garbage. Nobody's, uh... nobody's sitting at home. Wondering, I want. Gee, I wonder what this corporate giant thinks about Australia Day. No one cares. Make sure the job's done, and we're happy days. That's it. Um, speaking of this, I can't remember. I told this story on the show before. Um, I'm going to tell it again anyway. Hmm. In this scenario, in this vibe, we got uh, we got asked to do an an inclusion training seminar. Yeah. Mandatory across the business, right? Yeah. yeah. We got sent in September, and these online learnings normally have a certain amount of time. You got you got X amount of time to do sure, them, and, yeah. and that's all good. No dramas. Now I checked the due date of this bad boy, uh, thirty June twenty twenty four. Yep, you're going to so do it on the 29th, aren't you? Everyone's jumped on it. It's knocked it off. My boss, hey, everyone done this training, and um, everyone said, yeah, 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 except for me. And I put my hand up. I'm like, no, I haven't done it yet. He's like, oh, okay, can you get on that? I'm like, what's the due date? He goes, oh, I don't know, I didn't look. I'm like, well, it's 30th of June. And he's like, oh, okay. Uh, so when are you going to do it? I'm like, 30 June. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Personally, no, I find it very fucking insulting yep. to be asked to do an inclusion training yep. for a team that I run that has yeah. one Australian, two Malaysians, yep. uh, one, uh, one Spanish person, one Yugoslavian, we have an equal split of male and female, and we have a gay person in our team. See, but, and, and this, and this drives to the point of this. It's not, it's not inclusion training to make you forget about, you know, to get everyone to get along. It's actually intended to do the opposite under the opposite veneer. They want you talking about what different races people are and stuff. They want you focusing on it. Well, we've got two Malaysians and one gay guy and three women. Like, it, it, the, if the point were that uh, we want everybody to blend in and work as a team and not have a, a big importance on that, then you wouldn't be doing this. But by doing this, you're ensuring that people put a higher importance on the fucking racial makeup of your I need to reframe what the training was. Sorry, my bad. It was unconscious bias. Unconscious bias, yeah. 
by not giving people of minorities a job. Yeah. That was the training. And I'm like, well, I'm obviously fucking not doing it very well, this unconscious bias. I'm thing. obviously failing. Yeah. Have a look at my team. It's everything you're saying I should be hiring. Yeah. <laughs> and not and not because I hired these people because of the fact they were Malaysian, they were female, they were gay. It was they were just the best fucking people for the job. The it Jew- just happened to work out that way. More broadly speaking, the due date thing interests me in the corporate world because I have similar situations where you know, we, we have like a few days or a week or something to do certain tasks. And, you know, I, I generally, I think I'm fairly good at prioritizing my time and allocating my time. So, uh, guess what? Well, I deal, I deal with the absolute most pending shit first and then I circle outwards. Right. So I'm not going to drop what's pending now to do something that's due in a week. Right. Like that would be stupid because then I'm focusing on the thing that's due a week from now and not focusing on the thing that I need to do in the next two hours. Like that's pretty fucking dumb. But every now and then, like someone will say to me, oh, hi, mate, can you, can you take care of this? And I'll look yeah. and it'll be like due in five days. And I'm like, sorry, why do you need this now? And they're like, oh, yeah, it'd just be really good if you could. I'm like, yeah, but it's due in five days. And they're like, yeah, yeah, but we'd like to wrap this up before the end of the month. And I'm like... I, know, I I take the attitude. Well, if if the company wants this thing to be done, well, yeah, yeah. Well, if the company wants this thing to be done immediately, then they should change the due date. <laughs> like because I don't, I'm not gonna. Yeah, because tomorrow you'll be writing to me going, "How come you didn't do that thing I needed yesterday?" It's like because to, because today you asked me to do the thing that's due next week. <laughs> you know, that, and you'd go, "Oh, you got to have better time management." So you actually you're actually forced to tell people no. Yeah. In the name of time management, you know, um, in order to avoid them coming to you and so accusing you of having poor time management. It's, it's yeah. so many ass backwards things that go on in this weird little world of office yeah. people, mate. It's really every day I learn something new about people yeah. doing this. Business. Uh, yeah. 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 Hey, mate, can you take care of that thing? Oh, yeah. When's it due? Next week. Well, well you know. I'll do it next week. I'll, I'll get to you next week. Oh, we could we could really use it today. Yeah, I bet you could. <laughs> but unfortunately, there's other things I need to do today, so I can't help you. Yeah, before we uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because guess what? Last week, some asshole was asking me if I can do this other thing that's due today. <laughs> you know, and I told him the same thing. So you're not special. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I had this conversation because I, I, I run a team, so every every escalation for an inverted commas urgent yeah. gets stuck in my inbox, right? Right. So that's fine, but you got to deal with everything. So everything's urgent, right? Yeah. So you got to really sift through the shit to work out what's truly urgent. And there's stuff that's actually urgent, and you have to work on it. And there's other stuff where you're like, "Well, is it really urgent? I don't really know." But it reaches the point sometimes where you get in an influx of urgence to the point where you have to go back to people that have inflated the urgence to the extent where there's like seven of their own items that are urgent. Yeah, they can't all so be the same amount of but, urgent. You have to go back to them and go, well, you've told me these six things are urgent and we can only do two of them. Which ones are the urgent of the urgent? Because everything else The urgent of the urgent. urgent. We're going to have to create a new category beyond urgent. It's going to be ultra urgent. Urgent, ultra urgent. We're going to have to do tears of urgent to work out what the truth is. what? You know what will happen then, though? As soon as you introduce ultra urgency, then everything will be ultra urgent then. (laughs) That's why I make it urgent in the original thing. And everyone hates me. But that's my job. I'm like, I'm not doing it. That's yeah. urgent because the customer's yelling at me. Well, why is the customer yelling at you? Oh, because I left it in my inbox for six weeks. Yes, why is it exactly. Urgent? Why is it urgent? 
That's the words from my team then, because yeah. you fucked up. No, yeah. no, I'll see, I'll see you in three weeks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and see this, and this is why I don't have these problems with urgency and whatnot because because I'm so good at managing my time and prioritizing urgency myself. Uh, you know, I, I I then have the ability to jump on things before they come become urgent. I'm urgent. I say, man. <laughs> so yeah, it's never a problem for me. Yeah. But I always get from other people, oh, hey, mate, this is urgent. And I'll look at it. And the first email, they because they'll send you like the whole chain. They'll, they'll be like, can you urgently fix this? Yeah. And I'll, I've just got it now. And I'll be like, okay. And then I just scroll down the email chain. And I see that they got it a week ago. You know? Yeah. Oh, like, well, oh, hang on. Was it, why wasn't it urgent then? <laughs> what have you done? I went on an annual leave. I like stories about pinatas. annual leave as of last Friday. So I went, I did the right things. I put out communique early in the week to go, hey, I'm off. Like, I'm, I'm out to the wider thing. If you need to escalate, I found a replacement for me for the management shit. Yeah. I'm like, if you need it, it's fucking like you normally harass me for, harass this person. That's Mr. Urgent right there. That's misurgent, actually. Mis-urgent. Uh, over there, you know, fucking equality, unconscious bias. But uh, I, I appointed my replacement. We got a, a we fe- got a nice chicky babe taking care of it, all right? We slap got, her on the ass. We got a Czechoslovakian female who's yeah. my replacement. Lovely. So I can't be any more. Aside from the fact that she's straight, I couldn't be any more unconscious unbiased. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> if only she was a lesbian. If only, if yeah, only no. I would have you need to try to harder. I think you need to take another course, Greta. <laughs> so, so I've sent out this. I've then gone to a meeting on the Thursday morning yeah. with a group of other managers and said, look, once again, in case anyone didn't see my email, Here just a go. heads up. Yep. I'm, I'm off. Like, I'm out. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Uh, if you need to annoy me about annoy anyone about anything, speak to this lady over here. Very, very good. Yeah. It's like, so I finish at 4 p.m. in the afternoon. At 3.50, I get this thing from this bloke that was in both of those meetings. Here we go. Yeah. Hey, mate. Uh, yeah, this thing urgent from legal, the mm. thing that you sent a month and a half ago, mm. back to me and said, go get this. I forgot to do that. Mm. And now shit is due. They want it back in a day. What's the chances? And I'm like, well. What, did he literally say, what's the chances? I'm like, well, what a as fucking, I mentioned. First of all, no, before, I'm going to interrupt you. First of all, what an arrogant piece of So if I'm reading that, what an arrogant piece of shit, first of all, then yeah. it's like, eh, what are the chances? And I'm like, what do you mean, what are the chances? You're the one who blew the fucking chance. So what the fuck are you asking me for? See, that, see, if I get tone like that in emails, I immediately put it to the back of the pile. I don't give a fuck how urgent it is. Oh, if, if you're disrespectful to that extent, I'm like, oh, fuck you, mate. You know, like, it doesn't even matter to me because I'm like, well, I've already told this dude twice now in meetings yeah. that I'm not here as of the end of today. Yeah. So he's asking, going, hey, can you get this done? I'm like, mate, can I get uh, about a week's worth of work done in the 12 minutes before I go on annual leave? No, man, that's not going to happen. No. So, Take care. And of that it. was my. Yeah. I'm like, look, uh, uh, I asked you to get this stuff a month and a half ago. You're sending it to me and asking if it to get one day. Not going to happen, mate. And secondly, as per the meeting fucking earlier this morning, yeah. like, I'm not here, dickhead. Go yeah. and ask this person. Yeah. They'll deal with <laughs> And we'll see how we go. Yeah. So that's how I ended. But it was like, not my job. Like, I can sit there and stress about it. Not my problem. No, that's someone else's problem. Yeah. I, I'm off it. Uh, but I did laugh. The fact that I'm like, I try to do the right thing. I try and make people aware of, like, hey, 
Like, if anything's needed, go and speak to this person. That wasn't even listening in the two meetings and the three emails. Yeah, they couldn't care less. They're not reading the emails. They're not listening in the meetings. Albeit, yeah, five minutes to my annual leave and said, hey, can we get this done? Nah, not going to happen. No, not sorry, gonna throw no. my yeah. yeah, fuck that. Yeah, um, no, fuck yeah. Uh, uh, look, I've I've come to this. I've had this kind of uh, consciousness, this awakening of my consciousness over the period last period of time, and it's a it's a very similar thing because um, I am the guy who takes care of everything immediately. You know, like I don't have I don't have shit sitting in my to do pile for weeks on end. I just don't. What I just point? I deal with it every day. Like it's done, mate. Yeah, I get shit done. I like to have everything out at the end of the day, inbox empty. I like it nice. I want to start every day with a clean slate and end every day with a clean slate. You know what I mean? And But you you have to work in with people who just don't work that way. Mm. And they procrastinate and they fuck around and then they come to you trying to, you know, expecting you to kind of save the day for them. And I've now, I've adjusted because like when you're waiting on other people for, to do things, and in order to, to perform your job, I used to stress about that. I'd be like, oh, come on, man. Come on. I'm trying to get a hold of you. Come on. I'm trying to call. I'll call them. I'd fucking write them emails. I'd be like, hey, have you got it yet? Have you got it yet? And I've, it's been so, it's been so obvious that I just, I'm not going to get anything that way because people are so either lazy or in fucking competent that they're just not capable of doing their own basic functions in order to allow me to do mine that I just don't play anymore. So it'll be like, I send them an email and be like, hi mate, I need this by the end of the week. And I get no reply. A couple of days later, I send them a follow-up. Hey mate, just following up, just letting you know, I'm going to need this by the end of the week. Otherwise this, this, and this. And if they get no reply, I go, okay. And I, and I drop it. I leave it. And then if someone comes to me saying, oh, well, how come this wasn't done? I'll, I say, uh, ask them. Here's, here's the emails I sent. Here's, here's the follow-ups I did. Uh, we're all big. We're all adults here. It's not my. It's not my fucking job to make sure other people do theirs. All right. So I've done everything I can. I'm waiting on them. If you need it from me, then I'm sorry. You go to them and ask them what they're doing. It's not my fucking problem anymore. Right. And nice Gary. End of fucking story. Nice Gary. I've done everything I can. I do everything I can. And if I'm prevented from doing everything I can by people who are clearly, you know, not interested in doing what they need to do then I'm sorry, I can't do it. I'm not going to tell anyone what to do. I'm not a boss or anything. I'm not a manager. We're big boys here. Yeah, we're, we're well, supposed we're... to be all adults, right? Ah. If they, and people come back with the lamest excuses, like, oh, I've got so many emails. Well, well fucking yeah. welcome to the So does everyone else. Stop subscribing. Stop subscribing to shit. <laughs> if you can't manage, I'm sorry, if you can't manage your inbox, why are you in a position? Why are you doing this job in the first place? Get out of the corporate world. Oh, no. mate, you should have you called me and follow up. No, I shouldn't. No, 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 no. I sent you. I sent you. I sent you three emails over the last week and a half. You didn't reply to one of them. Oh, you should have given me a call. Why? You couldn't even reply to my emails. Why the fuck should I go out of my way to call you? Show me your voicemails. You're for? fucked. Yeah. Oh yeah. I just I get a lot of emails. I didn't have time. What? So what? Do I need to manage your inbox for you? Do I? Or you know, fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> Because honestly, if I turned around to someone and said, oh, yeah, I've got too many emails and I didn't get a chance to read it, can you imagine the spray I'd get in return? Imagine imagine if you had like that, oh, I had too many phone calls. Yeah. I had too many phone calls. Couldn't answer all those. Yeah, too, Just didn't answer them. Too many. Too much. <laughs> too <laughs> many answer the phone calls. Yeah. Too busy. Too busy for that. But this is the excuse you get from people. Oh, I was too busy to look at that. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'm too fucking busy to chase you up then, aren't I? Yeah. How too busy. Too busy to do my job. Yeah. I have <sighs> 
I had one guy who wrote me an email. He's like, I need, I need when, you know, all the dates when these were done. And I'm, oh, no, he actually, he didn't say that. He's like, why hasn't all this been done? So I sent him back yeah, like a page. My yeah. <laughs> I sent him back a page of all the things that I have done. Every single one that he asked for is already done. It was, and more than that, it was done like a week or two ago. You know, yeah. He hasn't even noticed that it's been done. He's like, why, no. haven't, why haven't you done this yet? I'm sorry. It was done last week. Where the fuck have you been? You know? Yeah. And so I sent him this thing. And so I followed up and I said, hey, look, oh, seeing as, you know, you, you didn't know that this was done, maybe I can help you out. Maybe I'll CC you every time that I do one of these things. That way you don't have to chase it up a week later thinking that it's not done. You know, I'll, do that. I'll do that for you. And you know what this fucker's reply to me was? He said, I don't have time to go through all those emails. <laughs> so I'm sorry, you don't have time to read your emails yet. I have time to go back and backtrack and fucking and bring up all the fucking things that you're asking about that have already been done, that, which you don't know about because you don't have fucking time to do your emails. What a cocksucker. So, so ever since he, he said that, I don't have time to read your emails. I thought, okay, good. So whenever I get one from him, I've set up a rule. So it drops into a separate folder. <laughs> it doesn't even come directly into my inbox. Yeah, and it, you, nice. it drops. It drops into a separate folder that I only look at if I've cleared everything else out. Like it's literally the last thing I look at. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, why would I prioritize him? He's like he's clearly not reading my emails. So why the fuck do I care? He's probably only. You know, there's people that you work with that only send them and never and never reply. Yeah. Those, he's, he's one of those types. He only ever sends stuff and he never replies to stuff. So it doesn't take me long to figure those types out. And I just reply, I reply in kind by not replying at all. I I like it. Yeah. Well, but that's, and if anyone asks, I would be like, well, why would I reply to this person? They never reply. I don't think they even get them. They never reply to me. So it's a waste of time writing to them. Exactly. Sorry. <laughs> you know, and I'm not about wasting time. I don't have time to waste. So, yeah. We obviously do because we've wasted an hour of this show and we haven't started it. Half an hour. 30, 30 minutes nice, and 45 man. seconds. But yeah. <laughs> I love this show. It's I know. So we, need to, we need to just start doing a show about office stuff, I think. It's a it, it turns into office space. We need, we need a how to, how to manage office life yeah. <laughs> with Boogs and Greeno. Um, <laughs> I, I know we want to touch, touch on the Discord because uh, we've, we've had some, some fantastic people who have been sending stuff through Discord. We completely ignore time after time after time. We do. Uh, but if I can, I need to touch on on a more urgent topic. If I can, before we get to the how urgent topic. is it? Was it urgent like a month ago, and now it's not? This, so? is, this, this is top priority. I want to have. Uh, what are the priority. chances? Uh, <laughs> I'd like to have a discussion about vinegar, if I can. Vinegar. Okay. So uh, I like it. Just, I like it on hot chips with plain salt. Can, can we? Uh, what's it almost, it's a story time, I guess, okay, if we can. Story. I like stories about pinatas. So, because uh, I've been on leave, I like uh, going delving into cookbooks that I don't normally use because a lot of them are like just very time conducive. And after work, I don't have time to fucking whip up a three and a half hour meal. Yeah. When I'm on holidays, I got nothing but time. I'm fucking. I got time up the ass. Sure. So. I like to spend that time cooking as delicious meals that are cookbooks I've got that I spend money on that just take too much time to do. So I've been delving into some cookbooks, found some bangers, by the way, absolute bangers in these cookbooks. Enjoyed the first week of these meals I've never tried before. Some have been great. There's been the occasional dud. And not when I say dud, like tonight was like a a squid pasta. 
mm-hmm. uh, which in itself was fine, yeah. but I make better pastas. I want to. I want to ask something, Graham. First, I'll address Dave yeah. in the chat. who says definitely an office segment would be awesome. I used to work corporate here in the states. Not much of a difference. It turns out. There you go. I bet it's the nice, same everywhere. Gary. I bet it's the yeah. fucking same everywhere. It'd be the same in India. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I've Except sent that, I've sent Ravi the same fucking email about this uh, insurance thing for like a fucking month now. He not to reply to me. You know, he's he, he's getting all these fucking rupees. <laughs> he's too late. He's too fucking busy to read his emails. Fucking what the fuck, man? You know, it'd be the same thing in every country. I reckon. Yeah. Except Indians are paid like you know one twelfth of what we're paid. Hence the reason our jobs are getting shipped over there. Yeah, uh, it's it's different. It's different. Yeah, but the, uh, the, but the atmosphere would be the same, like the same, but, the same struggles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> it, it's funny. I've I've mentioned this before, but sorry, we'll get back to your story. But I have mentioned this before, and it's definitely worth watching. I, there was a, a short series, I think it was on ABC or SBS years and years and years ago, and it was probably twenty years ago or fifteen. You'll Google it, I'm sure, Greener. Uh, it's called "She'll Be Right, Mate." And it was like, I think it was like a four episode series and it, it was about Australian corporate culture mm-hmm. and basically just went into depths about how fucking lazy and obtuse we are when it comes to corporate world, like compared to other countries around the world. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so fucking good. And now here I am like kind of 20 years later finding myself in it and like, wow, they fucking nailed it. Like nothing's changed. 20 years later, it's like everyone's like, ah, fuck, she'll be right. Pass the buck. Don't give a fuck. Not interested, you know. (laughs) It's that kind of shit. Like, do whatever you can to skate through. That's the court. That's the culture. Paycheck, move on. Yeah, fucking 100%, man. So, yeah, in regards to cookbooks, um, now, see. You're anti-cookbook. Yeah. You hate cookbooks. You're you're like, you're just, you go with the vibe. I'm a freestyler. Yeah. I, I, and it's not, it's not because I'm looking at the microphone. I like it. Oh, yes, exactly. Straight from the top of my dome, Greeno. And now, it's not because I'm particularly talented when it comes to cooking or anything. I generally cook, like, when I'm cooking meals during the week for us, like, for the family, I do, like, kind of meat and three veg situations because it's like, yeah, that's what I hate. That's what I like, honestly. I'm a pretty blue collar guy. So, uh, you know, I, I like a steak and some potatoes and some broccoli, and that's, that'll do me. Like, I'm pretty happy with that. Um, but fancy stuff. Yeah, I'm. It's not because I dislike recipes. It's because if I try to follow a, rep- a recipe, I'll fuck it up. I'll make it worse. Like if I'm trying to measure things properly and stuff, I'll make mistakes. I'll forget an ingredient or something. Whereas if I'm just like, yeah, I'm gonna make one of these, and I will look at like a, I'll scan through a bunch of different recipes for this thing, and it'll be like, okay, I get the rough idea, and I'll just figure it out from there, you know. And then it works out generally pretty good. If I try to follow it to a T, that's when I make mistakes. So I'm better off just kind of ad-libbing. But in regards to your cookbooks, I was going to suggest to you, if you're going to have like a cookbook holiday, what I want you to do, this is what I would, this is what I would do. If I'm going to have a cookbook specific holiday, I'm going to get cookbooks and read it. I want to get those fucking cookbooks with the brown covers that our parents used to have from the seventies, like microwave oh, no. cookbooks and stuff. They are the worst. No, that's the shit you want. That is, I want to. If I'm going to do a cookbook holiday, I'm going to get yeah. like I'm going to go to a garage sale. You know, there's always yeah. cookbooks at these garage yeah, sales, yeah. and they're like they're fucking fifty years old. I mean, Women's Weekly nineteen seventy nine. Exactly. Now, and I'm, I'm going to do I'm going to do a microwave casserole, a goat casserole, or something from nineteen seventy three. You know, can I do a, a story time inside the story time? Please, I like stories about pinatas. 
when mum and dad renovated their kitchen, yes. mum's like, hey, son, you love cooking. Yes. Like, I know you love cooking. Here's some cookbooks. I, I got the same shit, mate. I got the same shit. And I went through these bad boys cover to cover. Oh. And there was literally nothing edible in these fuckers. Mm. They were so bad. I'm like, yeah. oh, no, no, oh. no, no. Oh, it brings no, back no, memories. No. Yeah. It was the like a chicken chasseur. I, I, can't, I haven't seen a chicken chasseur since 1992. When the, when the but, most fancy thing in the cookbook is duck a la orange or whatever it is, orange. you know you're in trouble. When you duck a la orange and done it a microwave. <laughs> yes, microwave duck a la orange. Duck a la orange has nothing it was fucked up. Like, it was a weird time in the 80s. Oh. Um, here's here's yeah, one. Like, Bake bean quiche, Greeno. <laughs> oh, that sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> Every third recipe was a casserole. Yes, was lots it? of casseroles. The same base with a different protein. Oh, didn't um, they love a casserole in the 70s? Was has global oh. Is global warming actually real and it was actually 30 degrees colder in the 70s? Because why the fuck are we eating stew in Australia in the summer every fucking year? Yeah. What's going on there? <laughs> In these cookbooks, because I went, to, I literally went from cover to cover. Because I'm like, I'm gonna relive my childhood here. I'm gonna fucking do this. Fuck yeah. And I went through it so bad. There was literally only one cheese available, apparently, in the 1980s. Yeah, yeah, just, uh, just, and it was just cheese. Yeah, cheese. It was just like cheese, cheese, and cheese. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was, it was bad. There was no seasoning. Oh. Any seasoning involved? Like, Salt you know, the pepper. Herbal? Yeah. Well, now it's got 700 different things. No, yeah. no, 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 not in the 80s, not in the 70s. Salt, pepper, you're done. Yeah. If you uh, were fancy, uh, you'd add mixed herbs, Greeno. Yeah, exactly. It snazz it up. We don't even know what's in it. <laughs> mixed herbs. <laughs> nutmeg. We'd put nutmeg when, in there. A story time inside a story time inside a story time. I like I stories feel, about pinatas. When I first moved in with, uh, with my now wife, hmm. I didn't know how to cook. And I fucking, you try to put on that, like, oh, yeah, I can take care of I'll it. I'll cook you something at home, and then we'll have sex later, and it'll be great. Yeah, yeah exactly. Everyone's a winner. Like, yeah. man, look, like, this is fucking, that's foreplay right there. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know how to cook, so my assumption was, if I just add mixed herbs to everything. <laughs> it'll mask whatever mistakes yeah. I'm making, flavor-wise. It's all good. Turns <laughs> out, no. We have like a trauma in our household when it comes to mixed herbs yeah. from what I, my wife and sure when I would cook when I first met. Uh, so there you go. Story time outside of the story time. We can close that story time. I've got one. I like a quick stories about pinatas. Because I'm very similar. When I first met my wife, I couldn't cook either. And yeah. one of the first things I cooked for her, I'm like, don't worry, babe, I got this. I'll take care of you tonight. So yeah. I cooked a steak, but I put it on a bed of pasta. <laughs> and it, and the steak wasn't chopped up or anything. I just got like, I cooked a whole steak and put it on top of spaghetti. Yes. <laughs> Plain spaghetti with no sauce or anything. <laughs> she still mentions it to this day. Remember when you did that steak and spaghetti thing? <laughs> Absolutely genius. I once, the, the first meal I ever cooked, it wasn't for my current wife, it was for a, a girlfriend prior. Yep. And I was trying to impress this girl. It was like a first date. She came over. I'm like, oh, man, I'm, I'm going to show her. I can fucking, yeah. I'm, I'm a man of the world here. Yeah. Um, at 17. Yeah. Like, I know my shit. Yeah. Um, I've got all stir- mum's cookbooks. I'll be fine. Yeah. We're going to make I some look- spotted dick here. It's great. <laughs> I made a stir fry, yeah. but it was more in the end, ended up like a soup. Because once again, my was, the more liquid I put in, the more flavor. Yeah. So there was every everything that was in Mum's cupboard 
went into this stir fry. Oh, no. Vinegar, soy sauce. Soy sauce, fucking oil sauce. It it was fucking, it was a concoction. And look. The girl must have loved me at that time because she's like, "Oh, this is this is nice." It was fucking terrible. It was it was, it was a wet mess. It was <laughs> not the not the kind of wet mess you want. Not the wet mess I wanted. I, I didn't end up with the right wet mess, but nonetheless, uh, I put the effort in. But yeah. lessons learned improve from there. Yes. Which brings me to the story at hand. Mm. So going to the spice book, and I, I come across the ingredients I'm writing my shopping list this week that I hadn't really seen before. It was Chinese. Black vinegar. Mm, Okay. I've never heard of this personally. Mm. And then it made me go through my cupboard and I'm like, boy, we need to fucking, I need to have a conversation about this. We need to have a conversation about vinegar Mm. because vinegar has unintentionally got out of control. I have eight different vinegars inside my cupboard. Okay. Well, I definitely know, I know regular vinegar and apple cider vinegar. And yeah, got a, regular, regular vinegar is also the toilet cleaning vinegar, if I'm not mistaken. Like, that's the well, kind of vinegar you clean shit with, too. So. And here's the thing. The question is, what is a regular vinegar anymore? It doesn't exist. I so think it's that no-name brand one that comes in a juice bottle. <laughs> that's, that's regular yeah, vinegar to me. There's, there's cleaning vinegar. That's the one you're referring to. You can't drink that because that's fucking poison. Okay, you can't put that. it on chips? No, you, you use that to kill mold inside carpet. Uh, so that is this. In my one, I've got balsamic vinegar. So one. Oh, of course, well, balsamic. I used to love balsamic vinegar. I used to put it on every salad I ever made. Balsamic. Yeah, we've got a balsamic. Then we've got a thickened balsamic oh. that goes on salads. Okay. It's kind of like it's, it's it's a bit gooier, but it's still got a balsamic flavor. Mm. Then we've got an apple cider vinegar, which you've already mentioned. Then we've got the old school white vinegar, yes. which is fine. Then we've got the old school brown vinegar. Uh, a brown vinegar. Yes, a pickling liquid. Then I've got a white wine vinegar. Yes, of course. Yes. The white vinegar. Then I've got a rice wine vinegar, which is rice different vinegar. to a white vinegar. Yes. It has similar elements to the white vinegar. And then I've got a red wine vinegar That's to true. go with all those. So I'm now at like nine vinegars. And now this current recipe is asking me to buy a knife. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here with your vinegars. We need to scale the vinegar thing back. We need three. Pick your three and we move on. <laughs> so cleaning vinegar has to be one of them. Because cleaning. otherwise otherwise we'll be cleaning the carpets with balsamic greener. Because that's that's been a big that's gonna be on the list. Has to be. I feel like we need a balsamic for the dressing. Yeah, definitely. I feel like we need a brown for the, the pickling. What about apple cider greener? Oh, it's gonna have to go, mate. It's gonna we, have to we, go. We have to we have to get rid of the apple cider. You know, a lot of people use that in like health food and stuff. Oh, I use it on plenty. Hence the reason I've got fucking nine vinegars in my in my cupboard. I use all of them. Yeah. But we need we need to scale it back. There's too many vinegars. <laughs> too many variants. Surely, surely we can cut it down to a spelt three. That's all I'm saying. I love it. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. Nice Gary Greener. We'll be going an hour. We should put this in the show with my apologies. I got distracted by vinegar. It fired me up. The big issues. <laughs> Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic? Handmade with painstaking care, put into every note. Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later. Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. 
New songs and sketches every week, so check it out. sport content. It's the starting block on TAVshow.com. Yes, welcome back to the block, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. As Greeno touched on earlier, uh, there's been a little... People have been contributing to the Discord and we feel like we haven't been giving the Discord enough love. So I'd like to bring up a couple of items that have been raised in the Discord. This one comes from Jim Enward, Greeno. And I thought this was fantastic because we have, uh, we've previously spoken about obviously Coon Cheese Greeno, uh, mm-hmm. changed their name. Uh, there was another, there was a, there was a football stadium, I think that changed its name about 15 years ago. It was called like Nigger Brown or something that changed their name, yeah. you know? Uh, so they changed their name. So it's, it's happening in Canada too. Fantastically. Uh, the Australians of the North, as we like to call them in Canada, cold Australia Greeno. Name of Vancouver Island, Vancouver Island Creek deemed offensive could be changed, Greener. The name of this creek in in Vancouver Island, Coonskin Creek, Greener. <laughs> That's Gary. Nice, Gary. Coonskin Creek has been flagged by Natural Resources Canada as derogatory and a request has been made to the Cowichan Valley Regional District to rescind the name. How do you, again, okay... How do you pretend a name doesn't exist? I don't know. <laughs> also, is, uh, know. Is, the word, is the word coon offensive in other countries other than Australia? I don't know. I thought it was just an Australian-specific. No, I think, I think it's a Western world thing now. Okay. Yeah, definitely a Western Well, clearly it is. In mm. November 22, Natural Resources Canada sent a letter to provinces and territories to, make mean, to take meaningful steps to change any derogatory names, and Coonskin Creek was identified as one. Oh. I want to know the other ones. Can I can I uh, can I pause for a moment? Mm. What if this is just an enunciation issue? What if it's Kowanskin? <laughs> Can't we just call it Kowanskin moving Co- forward? Kowanskin Creek. Kowanskin Creek. It's got a nice ring to it, Greener. 
1952, the creek was officially given its name and there's no record of why it was given the name, but it's a term used to describe raccoons. Did they, maybe they, they used to gut raccoons? I, well, if it's, if it's referring to raccoons, what? if it's referring to raccoons, why my question would name, be, why is it? Well, what, you just changed the name to Raccoon Skin Creek. Raccoon Skin Creek. <laughs> What's the problem? However, it's also a term that is highly offensive to the black community. There's a community, Greener. Hmm. Several Yubo residents CTV News talked to uh, Tuesday said they don't want the name changed at all. Well, clearly that's a racist town then, isn't it? The letter given to the CVRD about rescinding the name is on the agenda for Wednesday's CVRD board meeting. Wow, that must be a fucking laugh, hey? The CVRD board meeting, Greeno? Imagine that board meeting. Remember we used to go to board meetings at the community radio station? Yeah, yeah. we went to two, I think. It's a whole bunch of very lonely people who just wanted to argue for two hours. Complain about shit. About shit that really didn't matter. And you're like, like... what what are we doing here? What what's what's this all about? Like we were just we were utterly we just assume we're going trying to do the right thing by the radio station and understand the issues. They were just complaining about the most random thing. Well, I, yeah. oh, I assume that is what this is. How come there's no new milk in the fridge? What? Um, so, are people wiping down? Are like... people wiping down the desk before they uh, leave the studio or? Oh, okay. I thought, aren't we talking, aren't we here to vote on like funding issues and stuff? Yeah. You know? No, no, none of that. <laughs> no, no. We had 19 different complaints to get through first on the agenda of business. Yeah. That's what I feel like this is. This is community radio board uh, My swipe card doesn't work anymore. <laughs> okay. Terry, Terry from Indigenous Anonymous over there yeah. has stolen my swipe card. I'm convinced he's wiping down the port. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Coonskin Creek, ladies and gentlemen. Nice. Okay. I'm, I'm it, man. Call it Raccoonskin Creek or Kawanskin. Everyone's a winner. Kawanskin. You don't change your name. You don't name. Just change your enunciation. Kawanskin. It's not offensive anymore. Put a fucking, put one of those French, uh, is it the French thing where they put an apostrophe above an O? Uh, that's, yeah, it's, that's a French thing, I guess, yeah. Whatever. Whatever language it is, because I don't know. I'm, I'm very uncultured. Mm. Whatever they put the apostrophe above an O. Mm. Whack one of those bad boys on it, and then suddenly it's not coonskin anymore. Oh, Kowalski. Kowalski. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there fantastic. you go. Fixed it. Uh, this you, comes know, from... you know nothing about Canada. Yeah. I don't know nothing about lakes between us. We fixed it. We fixed it. Uh, this comes from Foggy Greeno. Was listening to the show a few weeks back when you and Greeno brought up Vivek. Well, that's the first mistake. Hmm. Foggy, don't listen to the show. Don't listen to it. You made a mistake there. You made a mistake there. Thought yeah, you'd you, like you, this. You <laughs> Thought you'd like this since Nikki Haley is also Indian. So Nikki Haley's now the only one running against Trump, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Nikki, uh, mate, uh, fucking, that's, a, that's the most Indian name I've ever heard there. Nikki Haley. Yeah, she probably Nikki changed Haley. it for showbiz, Greener. Is that like the, wasn't there, wasn't there an American um, politician, someone she who said she was indigenous, like uh, like an American Indian? Yeah, it Elizabeth out- Warren. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm getting that vibe yeah. with uh, Nikki Haley. She said she was. Indian she Indian. said she was an American Indian because, and she knew this fact because she saw a picture. Apparently, she saw a picture of her great great grandmother in the wall on the wall of her childhood home, and thought that she had a similar cheek structure or some weird fucking thing like that. That'll do it. Yeah, but then she also said that she was uh, an American Indian when she applied for a job at a university when she was young to be some kind of. Uh, 
lecturer or professor or whatever the fuck she was doing. And then eventually she was kind of forced to do a DNA test and found out that she's like 99.98% not Indian. So you're saying I'm part uh, Indian then? Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> so from Foggy, was listening to the show a few weeks back when you and Greeno brought up Vivek. Thought you'd like this since Nikki Haley is also Indian, but the opposite of based. So uh, I can't play the video for this one. I can play the audio. So this is Vivek, I think it looks like on the debate stage with Nikki Haley. So let's have a quick listen, Greeno. Yes, yes, are you crazy? You're fucking, you're fucking, you're fucking, you fucking, you. Oh, now see, I kind of need to show the video. I wish I could. Um, no, I can't show the video, unfortunately, because it's on, it's on Discord. <clears throat> so basically, there's a debate happening between Vivek and Nikki Haley, and they've just overdubbed, overdubbed the voices, Screener. Oh. Okay, so this... You bloody, you bloody, bastard, bitch, you fuck, you, fuck you, fuck you, bloody, fuck you, bloody. <laughs> fucking mother bloody fuck bitch. bitch <laughs> fuck your mother bloody fuck bitch. Fantastic. Nice, Gary. There you go. And uh, Jim Edward also says Happy Australia Day on the Discord. Thanks, Jim. Are we, are, we allowed, are we allowed to say that? Should we check? Well, let me run it past fucking know. legal first, Greener. Uh, can we, uh, well, we're on politics because we're talking politics. I'm going to get to your, your idea that it's been stolen by others. Yes. Uh, you said political Swifties yes. uh, throughout the course of the week. Let's quickly touch on that while we're talking politics, if we can. Hmm. Because mm-hmm. I, th- yeah, I think the, the, the point of the article was the fact that anyone that Taylor Swift endorses is going to swing the vote by 80%. 18% of voters more likely to back Taylor Swift endorsed presidential candidate. Poll shows, Greener. Taylor yeah. Swift may influence the revolts of the, uh, the revolts. <laughs> well, there could be those. Uh, the results of the 2024 presidential election with nearly 20% of voters saying they are, quote, likely to support a candidate endorsed by, endorsed by her. The poll conducted Redfield and Wilton strategies shows 18% of voters would align their choice with the singers, according to Newsweek. However, it also shows 17% of voters are less likely to vote for a candidate so endorsed by Taylor Swift. <laughs> So what you're saying is a Taylor Swift endorsement literally cancels itself out. Because <laughs> if 18, let's say 18 people, uh, if Taylor Swift comes out and says, vote for Joe Biden, 18 people yeah. jump up and say, I'm going to vote for Joe Biden because Taylor Swift said so. There's going to yeah. be 17 people that say, I'm going to vote for Donald Trump because Taylor Swift said vote for yeah. Joe Biden. No, <laughs> that's that's, that's oh, politics. <laughs> it's finest form. Well, what other, uh, that's a good enough reason to vote for anyone for, for me as far as I'm concerned. If uh, Taylor, Taylor's on board, yeah. you think that's that's a good reason to get on there? Oh, no, to vote against whatever she says. That's my point. Yeah. No, because I agree. That's the reason I stopped watching Kansas City Chiefs games this year. Yeah. Had to fucking nip that in the bud pretty quick with all the Swifty shit. The singer's endorsement appears to impact younger Americans most. You don't fucking say. With approximately three in ten voters under 35 saying they would vote for a Swift-approved candidate, Swift's endorsement would only influence 4% of those aged 65 or older, but that's because only 4% know who the fuck she is. Yeah, exactly. And and God bless them. Lucky, Lucky they are to be in that situation. And out of that 4%, 2% only know her because she shows up on the NFL nonstop. Yeah. I've actually seen people saying that it's a conspiracy theory and what they are doing, they rigged the NFL. This is the opinion out there, Green. I don't know if you're mm-hmm. aware of it. 
they rigged the NFL so the Chiefs would be in a Super Bowl, and what they're going to do is use that as a launching pad to run Taylor Swift as the vice presidential candidate. Now, I'm down for that. I, I want that to happen. I want that to happen. Yeah. Because if, if that is the most convoluted uh, exercise I've ever heard of, if I that want is it to, the I end want game, it to be true, yeah. I want that to be true then. Because yeah. uh, oh, people are saying that. it like it's some kind of awful thing, and I'm like, no, 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 no. If there is, let's say you're right, and there is a conspiracy theory to get the Chiefs into the Super Bowl in order yeah. to propel Taylor Swift into the vice presidential seat, let it happen. Because yeah. then you'll be able to legitimately turn around and to everyone and say, holy fuck, look at this conspiracy theory. Like, you'll be proven right. Like, you want this to happen, don't you? Because otherwise, there's no fucking way on earth it would. Mm. It would have to be some kind of convoluted conspiracy theory. Like, it, it would have to be some kind of setup by very powerful people because it's not going to happen naturally. Right? Mm-hmm. So let's let's see it. I want to happen. I want it to happen. Don't you want President Taylor Swift one day, Greeno? Uh probably not. Why not? Uh, Why not? What's the difference? Yeah, fair, fair call. What is? <laughs> What's the uh, difference? Put whoever up there. Yeah. How she feel about warmongering? She down with the warmongering? Uh, I don't know. Probably she'll be down with whatever she's told to be down with. Exactly. So she'll be down for the warmongering. So put her in. Uh, but the first female president. You know, we'll get that out of the way. We'll tick that box. Yeah. Equality, like, has, the, uh, has the White House done unconscious bias training yet? No, but I'm sure they will. She's been with a lot of black men, so. I don't think she has. Hasn't she? I think she's, she's, uh, she's very much with the white boys, Are you Taylor? sure? I thought she's been Pretty with sure. a lot of black guys, Greeno. A lot of white guys, I think, Taylor. Can you Google she's... it? Can you bring it up? Taylor Swift. Oh, well, then... I want you to bring up Taylor Swift with black men. <laughs> Right. See what happens. <laughs> Taylor, Taylor Swift, Black Cock. Let's see what pops up. Oh, no, that's going to be that AI lawsuit, isn't it? Uh, Taylor Swift, boy. I'm going to do Taylor Swift. I swear it's all white guys. It was like John Legend. Uh, it was. Okay, who is Taylor Swift's ex-boyfriends? List. Wikipedia. Let's go. We've got a Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, white guy, white guy, white guy. Joe Jonas. Taylor Lautner, white guy. John Mayer, white guy. Jake Gyllenhaal. White guy. Harry Styles. Wait, white so guy. she did Gyllenhaal twice, did she? Uh, looks as though... Oh, no, wait, sorry. No, no. Only once. I saw a picture of him, so I mentioned him, and then I'm going through the list now. Okay. Uh, Harry Styles, white guy. Calvin Harris, white guy. Tom Hiddleston, white fucking white guy. Uh, Matt Healy, white guy. And now Travis Kelsey, white guy. Wow, there you go. So she's racist. Nice. Very racist. Yeah. Let's vote this Aryan queen into the presidency as soon as possible then, shall we? Mm. Yeah. Nice job. Good stuff. Democrats embracing their roots. I love it. <clears throat> Is this, uh, so which ones? I don't understand the Democrats and the Republicans. Which one's the Democrats? Is that the, the Biden or is that the Trump? That's the Biden, yeah. Okay, that's the Biden. So they're going to get rid of the black woman as vice president, bring in Swifty? Well, she's not black though, Greener. The tan woman then. You know she's I mean? the she's half Indian, half Jamaican. That's that's close enough, isn't it? <laughs> Not to an American. <laughs> <laughs> Not to a black American. That's not. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Are you say no actually and if if you want if you want the real stuff, her family were actually slave owners back in the day. So, you know. No! That's the irony because she'll get up there and say, you know, as a black woman in America, and it's like, well, hang on, you're half Indian and half slave owner. What the so fuck what are you talking about? Love. Uh, did you say? Did you say she had Jamaican heritage? Yeah, yeah. 
She owned a bobsled team. Jamaica, we have a bobsled team. Fantastic. Ah, there we go. Uh, Are we even doing the show tonight? Have we started? Uh, Well, yeah, we're recording. (laughs) Let's do one more and then we'll get the fuck out of here, I think. Ah, There's a couple other things we need to touch on, but we'll get to it. Yeah, let's talk about this one. Yeah, I'm so excited about this. I'm so happy about this. I've been waiting so long for this to happen, Greeno. Uh, as you know, I, I have literally been talking about this fucking thing for 20 years. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I've, this is a long-held view of mine, and it's finally here. Billionaire Peter Thiel bankrolling Olympics on steroids event. Nice, Gary! That allows athletes to dope. Silicon Valley billionaire Peter Thiel is throwing his financial muscle behind a, quote, Olympics on steroids, whose organizer boasts that athletes will dope, quote, out in the open and honestly, finally. No drug shaming, Greeno. Thiel, who made his fortune as an early investor in tech startups like PayPal and Facebook, is backing the Enhanced Games. Nice, nice name. <clears throat> you know what? Enhanced Games is good. I'd like to call it the Fair Olympics. Nice, Gary! You know why it's the Fair Olympics? Because everyone's free to dope. Because currently you have the Unfair Olympics, and it's won by the people who don't get caught. They get busted, exactly. Yeah. So it's not fair at all, actually. Oh, you know, we, we, do, we do drug testing to make sure no one's taking it. Yeah, but your drug testing's shit. Mm. You spend billions of dollars on it and people still do it and get away with it. So it's yeah, completely unfair. Yeah. yeah. So let's, let's have the Fair Olympics and everybody can, uh, you know, <laughs> everybody can take as many fucking steroids as they want. The venture aimed at aiding research into nutritional supplements and biohacks that push the boundaries of human performance is the brainchild of Dr. Aaron D'Souza, a lawyer by training who famously conceived Thiel's lawsuit against Gorka Media. He plans to provide more details on April 17, Greeno, listen to this, and promote the controversial concept in Paris during the Summer Olympics, which begin in July. So if it's a slow day in the Olympics, we're going to be like, you know what, what maybe we should give them all steroids. Yep, That's a press conference. Thiel is among several high-profile venture capitalists who have backed the project, including billionaire Christian Angermeyer and of Apron Investment Group and Balaji Srinivasan, that Indian guy, the former chief technology officer of cryptocurrency exchange Coinbase. D'Souza will not, would not reveal how much money was raised, telling the Post it was in the single-digit, uh, single-high-digit millions, a sum that is enough to produce the first games. I would go further than that. You know how much money they spend on drug testing in professional sports? It is obscene, Greener. It's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars trying to catch people who are taking drugs. I would say stop doing that (laughs) and then you'll have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars to spend on the games. Mm -hmm. Would be great. You wouldn't need all that corporate sponsorship anymore. D'Souza said the enhanced games are negotiating with several host cities, quote, that have requisite infrastructure. Would that be a lot of toilets, Greeno, in train stations? Nice, Gary! Would you think? What would, what would the requisite infrastructure be for the juiced-up games, Greeno? Would it be a lot of dark alleys? I reckon they need to do it in Las Vegas, obviously. A lot of pharmacies. Yeah. Las Vegas or King's Cross, I reckon. Yeah. You should have the juiced-up games. Though he, de- though he declined to specify which venue would host the inaugural competition, which he expects to get underway in the middle of next year. Fucking nice, Gary. I'm so nice, excited. Gary. What do you think? What are your thoughts, Greener? Enough time for the uh, the boys and girls to get their cycles running, or what's, what's the go? 
Like uh, years and years, no, there's plenty of time with juice in that that period, isn't there? Well, or is, is he targeting existing juices? What's existing the juices obviously have an advantage. They know their way around the juicing scene, Greeno. Yeah. They probably got, you know, the good stuff on hand. The competition. I feel, like, I feel like the existing juices try and like tail it back a little bit to not be overly obvious. So they want to be like specifically jacked in certain ways, but don't want to like overshow it because they don't want to get busted for drugs. I feel like they can push the limits further if we give them like a two year window. Mm. Just go like fucking go burko for two years. You got twenty four months. How big can you get? Greeno, would you like go- to hear the events? Well, you'd have a shot put because I want someone to shot put that fucker out the stadium. That's exactly what I tweeted earlier today. Fucking cerebral, nice Gary. No. Literally word for word. I want to see the shot put go out of the fucking stadium. The uh, maybe, that's what, maybe that's why I knew the joke because I read your tweet earlier. <laughs> My bad. I think I stole your joke. My apologies. Right. The competition will – it's not a joke. I'm, I believe it. It's real. The competition will feature five events, swimming, gymnastics, weightlifting, track and field, and greener, my favourite, and combat. Nice. Combat. combat. So we're going to juice up these guys and let them beat the shit out of each other for our own amusement. That that already exists. It's called the UFC. UFC. Right. That's right. The drug testing in UFC is very loose. How's, how's uh, this for a catchphrase, Greeno? D'Souza, this is D'Souza's catchphrase. My body, my choice. Your body, your choice. Oh, yeah, I like it. Well done. Nice, Gary. Yeah, I like it. Fantastic. Nice, Gary. I'm down with it. I think it's going to be entertaining. Nice, it's going to be scary. Gary. I don't see it ever. I think it's a publicity stunt. I think it's ever going to happen. Because uh, you're not going to be able to get the event insured. And that's going to be the biggest issue. Why? Why Why couldn't you insure it? What's the problem? Well, because well, you're going to have to get – there's going to be lawsuits because yeah. uh, oh. ultimately – because you're going to indemnify for injury for any kind of sporting event. So I can't see anyone insuring the juiced-up games. Yeah. I feel like they're going to take it too much of a risk. The underwriter is going to write it off. Um, but it could be proved wrong. Um, well, I also I think that- one of the upsides of this is, okay, so people will run the 100 metres in three seconds. They'll shot yeah. put the thing out of the stadium. And we'll kill off all of these athletes nice and young, Greeno, so they mm. won't be sticking around for the next 20 years endorsing fucking Sprite and shit, you know? Yeah, that's good. That's a win. Get rid of all that stuff. I can yeah, tell you it's getting – this is getting a lot of support on Twitter. I want to, I want to run you through a few of the supply, uh, the supplies – well, supplies, replies here. <laughs> <laughs> that was a Freudian slip, wasn't it? Uh, roids should be mandatory for professional sports. If I have to pay $300 for nosebleed losing team NFL home game tickets, I deserve to watch the best athletes science can produce. Nice, Gary. I nice, gave that one a like. Maybe I'm alone in this, but why not see what humans can do when they decide to completely max out their own biology using what we know? Eager to see it, honestly. Unlock confidence and renewed passion today. That's an ad. Finally, a billionaire using their fortune for something good. (laughs) Baseball steroid era was the best era. I I think everyone agrees. 100%, man. 72 home runs again. Amazing. Uh, This person says Olympics on steroids is just called the Olympics. (laughs) So there you go. Plenty of plenty of support on Twitter, Greener. The question would be, where where do we draw the line? Are we talking? We don't draw a line. No, no, and that's okay. Here's here's my question. Then, are we talking pole vault mm. with kind of like the uh, pogo stick advantage? Mm. Can we can we do that? No, because that's an equipment thing. This is this just body. So maybe just body. That's my, that's my question. Can we can we technically advance? Because like, oh, you get fucking. Because you got uh, robotic like, legs, the rowing, yeah. the rowing yeah. that you could fucking whack a whack an engine in the back. 
No, no, Can no. We do that? That's, no, no, that's the equipment. So we're just we're just modifying the body of the athlete, not the just tools. Body. Body only, okay. Tools, yes. tools we still have rules on. Yeah. Bodies go nuts. That's okay, right. Good to know. Your javelin needs to actually be, you know, checked off by an official. Now, you don't have to piss in a cup. Now, if you've been taking steroids and God knows what for the last 10 years, we're, we're happy with that. However, please line up here and have your javelin measured before you throw to make sure it yeah. complies with the rules. <laughs> can, I, can I just make like a, an observation and a thought, a prediction, if you will? Yeah. The human spirit, the human nature, it's not Rudy, is gonna, no, no, is gonna find a way to cheat in the fucking steroid Olympics. Because I can see old mate putting some springs in his shoes to get an advantage on the other juices. I can see someone using a pogo stick for the pole vault. Uh, I can see someone trying to find a way to get, get a little bit of an engine or some kind of propulsion in in the uh, in the rowing. I think there's going to be other ways people are going to try and find a way to cheat because everyone still wants to win. And they're like, well, we're hang on, we're all on the gear? Yeah. Uh, we better fuck up. We better juice up the equipment then. Juice up the equipment. So now we'll have to have another kind of Olympics then. Juice up equipment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we can get rocket chips in the rowing. Uh, yeah. Propeller pogo sticks for the, the pole vault. Someone like, just these gets a gonna... missile and straps themselves to it for the long jump, you know. Like, well, exactly. he jumped two kilometers. Look at that. He jumped two kilometers. Yeah. It wasn't in the rules. Like you said, yeah, you said fucking go nuts. Yeah. Uh, but no. I like it. I, I'm interested to see how they go. Yeah, I can't wait for the juiced up Olympics, Greeno. <clears throat> Pardon me. I would love, I want the coverage to fully embrace it too. You know where they would put up on the coverage and say, well, he ran third at the uh, World Championships last season, then he ran second in the heat, and this is his best time. I want them to put up the stats of, well, he's taken 400 milligrams of this fucking hormone. This yeah. Week. You know what I mean? Like, really fucking go hard. I want to see the athletes having steroid company endorsements, Greener. Now we're talking. So instead of the same bolt talking about how he's, you know, oh, I, I love my Powerade, yeah. it's, yeah, I love this particular methamphetamine. Yeah. Instead of having the guy on the front of the Wheaties box, he's on the front of a bag of weed, Greener. Hmm. <laughs> I, start, I, like I start every day with a good line of cocaine. Yeah. yeah. I fired up. Yeah, fuck yeah. Let's do it, man. Like it. Legalize it, bro. Nice, Gary. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show before. But uh, after watching the NFL season this year, it's kind of linked to, to that and the, the corporate and the advertising thing. Hmm. Watching a lot of NFL this year, the back end of the year. How did the, the Bills end up doing, by the way? Good old Bills. Uh, knocked out in the the qualifier, like, especially the quarterfinal. Hmm. Knocked out by the Kansas City Swifties. Yeah, but they'll be they'll be um, around, won't they, for the next few years, the Bills? They're a pretty good team, aren't they? Well, they just get out the fucking Chiefs. The Chiefs just keep knocking them out every year. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're about Josh Allen's an absolute weapon, but just can't get past the Chiefs no matter what. Yeah, they'll get past um, them one day when Taylor Swift's president, Greener. Exactly. When she's busy, distracted yeah. by those things. Then, uh, when they're no longer rigging the games for the Chiefs to make Taylor Swift president. Because once she's president, the Chiefs, you, you guys, if you're out there in your Chiefs play, yeah, you yeah. need to know this. Once Taylor Swift's president, there's no need for you anymore. You know, they're not going to rig it for you anymore. So, you know, that's when the bills will come knocking, I think. Greeno's still there. NFL. Oh, still there here. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Uh, the amount of ads that I'm seeing on the NFL this year oh, it's disgusting. Is, is beyond, like, it's incessant to the point where I feel like over the course of an entire game, there's more ads than actual game time. And I, I'm, I meant to go back and sit there and do it, but I couldn't be asked and like, count the minutes. It's almost 50-50. And I'm like, where am I, where, why does this sound familiar? 
And do you remember the movie from like the late 90s, Basketball? Oh, yeah, of course. I'm drinking that- Marlon Brando's ass fat. Oh, my God. It's so warm and salty. That movie was a comedy, but it turned out to be a fucking accurate prediction of what current sport is. Mm. Go back and watch that. And it fucking nails what sport would become in the next 20 years. Okay. It is as a, it's a become, it's almost a documentary. Yeah. Right. Unrealistically. I'm like, that, that sounds ridiculous talking about, you know, how quickly players change teams, all the corporate sponsorships, all those kind of things. And I'm like, that is exactly what it is right now. It's, it's unreal how, how accurate that ended up being. It I, makes a lot of what I watch. I often think about Gaelic football in Ireland, Greeno, because well, Years ago, and again, maybe years, I don't know. I think they've done this a couple of times and it's always been rejected. But they've previously had votes to turn, because Gaelic football is like a very popular sport in Ireland. All right. Mm-hmm. It's actually popular around the world because there's Irish people all around the world, but no, no more so than in Ireland. And, I, and when I say popular, I mean like they regularly get like 50, 60,000 fucking people to these games, you know? Yeah. It's a very popular sport. And they've had votes in the past where it's like, should we turn this game professional? Like, should we pay the players to play Gaelic football? And they, it repeatedly gets voted down, no. And to even the players, yeah, even the players, it's still an amateur. I think it's one of the only amateur sports remaining that's like a major sport anywhere. And because in parts of Ireland, it is their national sport, Gaelic football. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They're obsessed by it especially in the South, less so in the North and in like places like Dublin, but definitely in the South. It's like they love their Gaelic football and they vote it down. They keep it amateur. So these guys work jobs, you know, they live in the town. And if the town is trying to get someone to play Gaelic football, they'll like, they'll get a kind of rudimentary um, match payment, you know, nothing, nothing flash, nothing terribly exciting, nothing to write home about. So they get a little match payment, but, when the local town or the club is trying to court a player to come, they'll be they they'll be like, yeah, we'll get you a nice job, <laughs> you know, we we've got a, a nice place for you to live if you want, and we'll we'll set you up with a nice job, and then you'll play football for us, you know, in the summer kind of thing, or in the winter or whenever the fuck they play, and so they repeatedly vote down, you know, we don't want to go professional, and the reasons that they give is because look at every professional sport around the world, it's a joke, it's a farce. And uh, like because of the shit you just mentioned, yeah, players right. changing yeah. teams, no loyalty, corporate fucking interests get involved. It's just the, it's just the advertising throughout. Yeah. It's just fucking, yeah. we're talking, I think I messaged the. So they eliminate voice. all that by keeping it amateur, and then it's just yeah. it's really just local sport at that point. There's no big corporate fucking interest kind of deciding who does what and who can do what. You know, they don't have to worry about any of that because it's not professional. Like I talked about it during the, I didn't watch any big bash this year because I have no fucking interest anyway. I thought I'm going to watch the big bash final. It was like, it's fucking on. Sydney's on. It's all good. And because I'd never watched any of the coverage this year, I didn't realize how, like how much of a corporate whore the big bash had Mm. become. Mm -hmm. And to the point where like someone hit a four and it was like, ah, there's the chemist warehouse boundary. I'm like, well, what, what was that? Nice, and every time someone hit a, a four or a six, it was they had to say the words chemist warehouse to the point where the commentator in the booth didn't even say the word boundary a few times yeah. because it happened so quick. And he's like, I'm going to make sure I say the word chemist warehouse. And a four of you hit, he goes, ah, chemist warehouse. And that was it. I'm like, the dude's just blabbering <laughs> what's chemist warehouse Fucking now. Hell. And then it got 
to like the next bit and it was like, oh, here's the Mac and scoreboard or whatever. Yep. And so, but everything was just a corporate sponsorship. So a game that's meant everything to be like fun. Everything is sponsored. Everything every, is sponsored. Every individual small moment yeah. in the game, like the game only went, like I only watched an hour and a half. And in that hour and a half, I must have heard the equivalent of maybe an hour worth of corporate sponsorships. Yeah. Just through like casual, it wasn't ads, it was casual comments, right? Yep. And it got me thinking, if you're going to be, because the, like, the coverage was so, I turned it off after the first inning. I'm like, I'm not watching this. It's fucking, this is horrible. I'm not going to sit there and hear the words Chemist Warehouse 8 million times. Fuck that. Like, just tell me there's a four. I, I don't need to know there's a four. I just fucking watched it. You know, it's a Chemist Warehouse pantry. Go fuck yourself. I remember, but, I remember 15, 20 years ago talking about this before when it was, when nobody even really noticed it. And I remember being accused of being a fucking communist for bringing it up, Greeno. No, honestly, I, I would say that these corporate interests are going to infect every aspect of sport. They're going to sponsor. They'll. I said, don't be surprised when they start advertising the ad breaks. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, this ad break is brought to you by, <laughs> right? And I'm like, oh, you're a fucking commie. You know? I'm like, no, 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 I'm not a fucking commie at all. This is what this is what corporate interests do. They get into fine things and they infect them. And you watch TV shows. If you listen to radio about sports now, Greeno, if they interview a, a, a sportsman, like let's say, I don't know if he is sponsored by anyone or not, but let's say Ricky Ponting goes on uh, a radio program and they'll say, Ricky Ponting is brought to you by. Yeah. Because he has, he has corporate support for that interview that he's doing yeah. that day. Mm-hmm. They sponsor everything. Everything is an advertising campaign. It's fucking. It's, it's in. It's not enraging. It's just mind numbing. It's like oh, God. It, it, it defeats the point. Like any any brand, I, I'm like, well, I'm not gonna get a chemist warehouse now because that's just gonna fucking annoy me. Yeah. But um, well, here's my other thought. They're, it's already so unwatchable with what they're doing. Just fucking go the whole hog. I want everything now to be sponsored. That's uh that that uh that zero run was proudly brought to you by uh, Burger King. Uh, that that single proudly brought to you by whatever you want to fucking good year time. Well, I, t- I tell you, you, Jimmy Johnson, he's going to have to do some work here in the next pit stop uh, to get ahead of his rivals. He's he's running a good race. Uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s are brought to you by Valvoline. <laughs> but Dale Earnhardt's yeah. comments are brought to you by Valvoline. Back to you, Bob. Bob's brought to you by McDonald's. Let's go yeah. to our KFC ad break now. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Penwright's Jimmy Johnson is featured oh, here. Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> how many just fucking, fucking how many references can you make in the space of one sport? Like just fucking go <laughs> the whole hog because it's not far off already. You've already ruined commentary. It's the worst. Well, uh, the, the Japanese, to their credit, were well ahead of everyone in this regard because they name their sports teams after companies, don't they? Mm. It's like the Yamaha yes. this, the Nissan that, the Toyota this, you know, like. Well, my favorite, my favorite sports team in. I think the, you've mentioned this before, yeah. Go was on. the Nippon, the Nippon Ham Fighters, That's right. nice, and people assumed that that is a team that fights ham. No, um, no, it's it's Nippon Ham, comma, fighters. Like the team name is the Fighters, and they're sponsored by Nippon Ham. Nippon Ham but Fighters, it, but it sounds like Nippon Ham Fighters yeah. when they say it. <laughs> so, good. so it sounds like these fuckers are fighting ham. So I'm down for the fucking ham fighters. Yeah. Let's go, baby. They've always done that. The Japanese, like the Yokohama something, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like that's that's just how they roll. But uh, but in their culture, the corporate, the corporate, um, you know, that is their community, isn't it? In Japan, mm. like it's they take so much pride in their work. 
That's I like, can deal. They they I'll tell you what with... who they work for before where they were born. You know. I will deal with someone being called the Nippon Ham Fighters if I don't have to hear the words Nippon Ham. Like, ah, oh, that's a Nippon Ham boundary. Yeah. Like, well, I suppose it's catch me too because you're gonna have to call the team the Nippon Ham Fighters. But James calling the fighters and move on. But, I remember once upon a time because I was a Rockets fan, Greeno, and I think it was in the mid to late nineties where. Uh, the Rockets' home stadium was always called the Summit, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. And uh, no, I swear it's called something else. It might have been something else, but they they renamed it to like the Toyota Center or something. And there was such an uproar about it. I was like, "What? Do you, now I need to remember what the Rockets' home." I'm looking up now. Okay, I thought I could have sworn it was the Summit, but anyway. Um, and they renamed it. The summit then called Compact Center. Compact Center. Thank you very much. Nice, Gary. Yeah. Nice, Gary. Yeah, so I was right. It was the summit when they were winning championships. And then they renamed it to some fucking company. <laughs> and then there was such an uproar about it. Like, it's like, oh, God, how could you do this? How could you do this? That's nothing now. Like, that's oh. nothing. And that was in like, what, 95 or something they did that? Yeah, it would have been it. That would have been one of the first ones, I reckon. Like, one of the first big stadiums that was kind of. Yeah, okay, we're not you guys don't own this anymore. The company owns it now, you know. Mm-hmm. Um the companies may have sponsored it beforehand, but they never they never I think that was one of the first cases where the company went to the extent of renaming the stadium in their own name, you know? Yeah. That's why it was such a controversy back in the day. I Here's mean the thing. It, is Madison uh, Square Garden still Madison Square Garden or is Madison it Square fucking Garden, McDonald's yeah. Square Garden or something now? Nah, it's still Madison Square Garden, but everything else is corporate corporate branded, unfortunately. Yeah. Um Something I might have mentioned in the show previously, the corporate branding it can get confusing at times. Because uh, last year when I went to a concert, I bought tickets for a stadium sponsored by a particular insurance company. Mm. So I bought these tickets assuming I was driving to a particular area on the assumption that that's what it's called, right? Yeah. So I'd organize accommodation nearby and said, oh, sweet, we're only 20 minutes away, blah, 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 blah. And then I was speaking to the wife and I'm like, oh, I'll probably look up. It's at this stadium. Turns out the corporate branding of the stadium had changed to a different stadium. So where I thought I was going. So a particular stadium was called. Sat nav to something. Yeah. You're up somewhere else. (laughs) A particular stadium I thought I was going to was in one area because that had always been called this particular branding stadium. But I didn't realize their sponsorship deal with that stadium had ended the year before and they bought a different stadium sponsorship branding. So on the ticket, it doesn't say the. It doesn't say the address. It just says you're going to this particular branding stadium. Didn't that happen with the ANZ Stadium, which then became... That's exactly the stadium we're talking stadium about. Stadium Australia. Yeah, that's... Yeah, well, it became Allianz Stadium. So, Allianz. But Allianz used to be the Sydney Football Stadium, wasn't it? That's my fucking mistake. Thank so you. I nice, Gary. Nice, I was going to Homebush. And you but ended up in fucking Randwick. It turns out <laughs> that I was meant to go to the city. So thankfully I gave myself more time because I'm like... What, what the hell? I'm I'm literally 20 minutes away. What the hell? No, no, no. You got to go all the way to the city. Fuck yeah. So Allianz uh, decided, okay, we're not going to back this stadium anymore. We're going to back that stadium on the other side of town instead. And they still bought them both Allianz Stadium. Fucking hell. There you go. Fuckers. The uh, the perils of corporate branding. Nice, Gary. Right. Um, let's, Anything let's else you want to touch on? There's something I want to touch on because we're going to do a quick uh, nice Gary. Not quite a sorry book. We'll say nice Gary to the creek. Uh, Mitch Marsh, yeah. who won the the Alan Border Medal uh, this week, which is 
We'll give him a sorry book. I think he's earned it. Uh, not particularly our fault, but nonetheless, you won the for our American listeners, the equivalent of like the MVP of Australian cricket for the year. Is a guy who was picked really, really young in the Australian cricket team when he probably didn't deserve selection. Um, I was a big fan of him back in the day and I thought he would go great guns and then I had to hear for 10 years from Greeno mocking me saying, oh, Mitch Marsh, eh? He went well, yeah. didn't he? <laughs> I'm like, well, I'll shut up. You know, I try. I believed. I was a believer, Greener. Stuck with him. They gave you because they're on potential. Uh, they stuck yeah. with him for way too long, and as in in turn, Australia kind of turned on the poor kid. Not because like he was a bad guy at all. It was just he kept on giving these getting getting these opportunities that, quite frankly, he probably didn't deserve. Pissing him up uh, the wall. Yeah. Exactly. So he eventually got dropped, and then he came out. He did this interview, and he's talking about how like. All of Australia hates him. Yeah. And everyone kind of felt a little bit bad about it. Like, why do we hate Mitch Marsh? Like, he's not a bad guy. Like, he, It's not his fault he got picked. Like, oh, we felt a bit And then he's come back. He got picked back in the test team. We criticised it. Well, I criticised his selection in the Ashes last year mm. because he hadn't played Sheffield Shield in two years. Yep. But he'd been doing a lot of work in the background. And he turns out he had an absolute fucking gangbusters fucking pretty much saved the Ashes for us yep. in some way, shape, or form with that 100 at Headingley off the top of my head. Yes. Um, and has just been kicking ass since and turned out to be the best cricketer for Australia over the last 12 months. So he won the Allen Border medal, pointed out the fact that like, he was generally fucking touched to winning it, pointed out he's like, look, I'm a bit of a, a, bit of a fat fucker and I love a beer, but, like, I try my best. Nick, and like, name's the bison, Greeno. Yeah, he's a fucking piss head. He's a big um, yeah. Seriously, his teammates all fucking love him. And that's why he didn't get dropped in the first place because he's like he's a good fucking team guy. We just, we know he's got the talent. We just well, need him to fucking. I'll never forget yeah. that quote he made after he made that hundred at Headingley, and he was in the press conference after it, and he said, "I think I'm the only guy to ever make a hundred whilst being on holiday," because <laughs> he was just he was just travelling around with the team, you know. Yeah. He didn't expect to get picked for anything. He was just yeah. travelling with the team. He was just part of the. He was part of one of the boys, you know, in the background who yeah. never played a game. And then they picked him and he came out and scored 100 and said, yeah, I think I'm the first guy ever to score 100 in England whilst on holiday. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to have a chance in test team. He's had a fucking unbelievable year. Scored a bunch of hundreds in the World Cup. Uh, well-deserved Alan Border medal. And um, generally, like, yeah, I, I, I was thinking about it because you, you hear these things and you're like, you to forget that, not that he hears fucking what we say, but... Mm. He's like, oh, Trey kind of fucking hates me. And you generally feel bad. Like, why are we criticizing this guy? Like, yeah. it's not his like, fault he gets picked. He's trying his best. Like, If anything, it was the like selectors a- who should have been blamed yeah, for exactly. that, not him. Like, really good dude. So happy to see him have some success. Well, and that and, just uh, goes to show, too, the cricket, the Australian cricket team needs to kind of loosen up a little bit as well, I think. I don't think it's going to happen with Cummins, but they definitely, like, the more you see of the cricketers, the more you like them. It's that kind no, of thing. Well, that- that's what the current involvement. That's something he said in his speech. He goes, "I like, I want to give a, a big shout out to the leadership team because they just let us be us." Yeah, yeah. And like, maybe not a public persona. Like, well, yeah, actually, they do because they just let me march say whatever the fuck they want. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It, in the Ponning, fucking Michael Clark eras, especially, it was not that way. It was like, yeah, you know, he said, no, like <clears> play it with a straight bat. You know, everything with yeah. a straight bat. And yeah, so he said, look, Paddy's leadership is kind of one of the reasons he's had success because Paddy just lets him be him. So, um, yeah, nice Gary to the fucking creek. Well nice Gary. Nice Gary.
Right, that's all I got. We we don't stuff in the rundown, but let's not waste our time on it. We had so uh, much stuff in the rundown. We'll just save it for next week, and then you don't have to do a rundown next week. We'll just do it then. Yeah, yeah. Runs a winner. All right. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, any plugs? Plugs? What's happening? No, no plugs. No. Excellent. No <laughs> See ya. Excellent. We'll always be bosom buddies, friends, sisters, and pals. We'll always be bosom buddies. If life should reject you, there's me to protect you. If I say that your tongue is vicious, if I call you uncouth, it's simply that who else but a bosom buddy will sit down and tell you the truth.